Thank you, guys. We appreciate you, and we appreciate your service. And uh, once again, Happy New Year to you all. Um, so great to have you with us today. Just the holiday season is just nonstop, isn't it? It feels like Christmas was just last week, and then here we are celebrating New Year's Day. I um, hope you enjoyed a great Christmas last Sunday and had some, some time to be with friends or loved ones, family. I hope you had that opportunity. Uh, for us, it was um, baby Alana's first Christmas in our family, and uh, I'm not sure if she was really into it. Uh, like, she refused to open presents. She just didn't do anything. I'm like, come on, get into it a little bit here. But she's five weeks old, so I'll give her a little bit of slack, a little bit of grace there. Um, but it is fun to see Christmas through the eyes of a child, isn't it? It's, it's a whole different experience when you're a kid, um, when you're a parent, things are a little bit different <laughs> come Christmas time. There's a lot more work involved, but it's nice to see through the eyes of a child a little bit there. Just before Alana was born, I was um, trying to remember the stuff that we had learned in that child labor birth class, whatever that class was called. <laughs> You know, Holly and I took this class on a Saturday for several hours. I think there were a few options. You can take it like, you know, an hour for several weeks in a row, or you're like, I don't know. We were there for like all day, I feel like. Probably wasn't that long. Felt like it was all day. So I was trying to remember all this stuff because we took this class before our first child was born. So that's a long time ago, or five, six years, six years ago. And so I was trying to remember what is all the, what do you do when it comes time for the child to be born? What are you supposed to focus on? How you do all this stuff? And I couldn't remember much. The one thing I did remember is to breathe. How important breathing is, right? Because it was my job to be in that room with Holly and be her coach and remind her to breathe and breathing is important. And that's the one thing that I remembered from that class. And it was funny because, um, you know, the instructor, when she was talking about the importance of being able to breathe through the breathe through the contractions and breathe through the pain. She was talking about just how we do this almost instinctively in life. We have these times where we just pause to take a breath. And she talked through all these different examples of things that we kind of, you know, again, intuitively do as human beings. So you know what it's like when you get to work and you pull in the parking lot, and before you get out of the car, you just say, <sighs> or you're in the office and you're about to make that phone call, and you know it's going to be a tough phone call, so before you pick up the phone, you just, <sighs> or you're about to get in the elevator at work and you, the doors are about to open, you just, <sighs> And I thought, well, that's really interesting. That's what I remember, by the way, from that whole class. <laughs> but I thought, well, that's, that's funny. I never really thought about that. But after I heard it, I noticed myself doing that throughout my day and throughout the week. I was like, oh, yeah, I do that. Before I'm about to enter into something new, I take, take that time to take that breath, get centered, get focused, get prepared. You know, we have this thing that, that we call... Christmas break, Christmas vacation, winter holiday, whatever they call it in the school systems, whatever it is. And, and um, it's kind of a myth for adults, the idea of a Christmas break. Oh, it's a Christmas break. We'll have a little bit of extra time. We'll have a little... You don't get any kind of break during the Christmas season. Christmas season is about doing more stuff. Let me take my already busy schedule and add some Christmassy stuff on top of it. How does that count as a break? It really doesn't. And so, so many of us, and maybe you can relate to this, maybe not everybody in this room, but so many of us here right now, I don't feel like I had a break over Christmas, do you? <laughs> you know, you had the holiday, and then it was on a weekend, and you go back to work, and it's like, boy, I don't feel ready to go into 2017 like, oh, I'm refreshed, let's do this thing, let's hit the ground running. I don't feel that way at all. <laughs> I feel like I need a break. I feel like before we hit the ground running here, maybe it's time to just take a, take a pause and take a breath before we get into 2017. You know, all across the, the country this morning and really all around the world as, as, as people are gathering in churches, um, 
You know, there are a lot of pastors this morning preaching a similar message, preaching a similar, you know, sermon to their congregation, talking about New Year's resolutions, which are important, right? Anybody do? Like, you don't have to raise your hand. Um, New Year's resolutions. Um, and a lot of people do those, New Year's resolutions, and they usually have to do with fitness or diet or health or, or money, some money goals that you might have or some time goals that you might have. And so, again, all across the country, pastors are talking about New Year's resolutions and uh, talking about how important it is to also have some spiritual goals in your life, like reading your Bible more and praying more and all that kind of good stuff. And so that's probably the sermon I should be preaching this, this morning. I should be talking to you about your spiritual goals and to really work on some of these spiritual disciplines. But I wanted to go a different way with it today. <laughs> Instead of talking about all the stuff that we should be doing as Christians and all that, let's just take a minute and, and breathe before we get to the doing and I was sitting down this week looking at the calendar, thinking about all the stuff that we need to do in 2017. And I was, you know, looking at Kenya stuff and you know, seeing that we've got our Kenya team assembled. And we'll talk to you more about that next week. But just looking at all like, oh, man, there's so much fundraising we need to do and so many meetings we need to have. And wow, just kind of getting overwhelmed by all that. And then I'm looking at some of the ministries that we've you know, kind of started last year that we're trying to improve this year and all the volunteers that we're going to need to do the new stuff. I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious, just getting that sense of being overwhelmed at all that 2017 has to offer and all that needs to be accomplished in 2017 to say, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready to hit the ground running. I just need to breathe to take that time and rest. Now, I'm not advocating being lazy, and I'll talk to you more about that later. I'm not, this is not about, hey, let's everybody just chill out for 20. Let's take 2017 off. What do you say? 2016 was rough. Let's take this year off. No, 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 no. I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying that we were built for this, with this need to have those times of rest and peace in the Lord. Take a look at that scripture passage in your bulletin. This is a description of God and who He is and what He's capable of, His power and His might. And really one of the ideas that, that we receive in this scripture passage is that God can do anything. He's got great power. He can bring on great destruction. He can create amazing peace. He can do things that we can't. That's basically what I'm getting from this passage, it's part of what we, we discover here. God is capable of all these things. And then in verse 10, it says, He says, be still. These are the words of God to His people, and I think they apply to us today. Be still and know that I am God. In other translations, I think it says, cease striving, which is a bit more dramatic. In other words, God is saying to us, hey, hey, hey. Stop. Just stop for a moment and know something. Stop and know that I am God. Stop and know that. Rest in the knowledge that God is God, and He can do what we can't. If you go back to the Old Testament, back to the book of Exodus, and you're reading about this special relationship that God has with this one nation, the Israelites, and you know, they have such a dramatic story together, God and the Israelites, and their relationship unfolds and, you know, begins, you could say, formally begins as, as God calls the Israelites out of Egypt, and then He gives them rules to follow, He gives them commandments to follow, He gives them hundreds upon hundreds of, oh, hello, that was just, I meant to do that, um, but God... God gives the people all these things that they need to do and gives them these rules to follow, and He gives them, among those are the, the top ten, the Ten Commandments, right? We know, you know, you're aware of the Ten Commandments. And, and so one of those Ten Commandments is to observe something called a Sabbath, a day of rest, a time off, to take that seventh day of the week and rest. 
And it's a unique kind of commandment because the rest of them are about relationships and what you are supposed to do, what you're not supposed to do, how you're supposed to treat people, how you're supposed to relate to God and all this. But then really, there they are among the top ten is this call to rest, be at peace. And so we read about the idea of Sabbath, and it just seems so strange to us, but it was even stranger to the people back then because you have to understand, they were living like hand-to-mouth, so to speak. Like they had to do the work to provide for themselves, to feed their family. You had to work. If you didn't work, you didn't eat that day. And so for God to say to a nation of people, hey, take a day off, they really pushed back against that. They had to have. Like, God, do you have any idea what that means? If I don't work, how am I going to prepare for, you know, food for my family? How am I going to you know, take care of my livestock? I need to work, God. God said, no, you need to take one day and let me be me and let me do what I do. And you rest. God doesn't need rest. We do. God is capable of doing what we can't. And there are times that we just need to sit back and trust that God has got the situation under control. God says to us, I've got this. I've got this. I know you've got a lot on your plate for today, or you've got a lot on your plate for this week, or you've got a whole bunch of stuff that's going to happen this year, but, but just relax, trust in me, rest in the knowledge that I am God, and I've got this. And so today, instead of challenging you to take on a new spiritual discipline or read your Bible more or spend more time, instead of doing that, I'm going to ask you to breathe. Take a time out. And I know this is a little bit weird, um, but I'm going to ask you to do that right now. This isn't one of those things where I'm like, you know, at some point in your day, at some point in your week, take, take a time out, take some time just to rest in the Lord. I want to say, you know what, I don't know what you've got going on the rest of the day, so take this time now as you're here to rest and receive that rejuvenation from the Lord. You even have permission to fall asleep. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, you didn't need my permission, but you have that permission to just take that time and rest in the Lord. And while we're doing this, having this time to just breathe and rest in the Lord, I'm going to read you some some scripture passages to remind you of who God is and what Jesus has told us. You know, in Matthew, just receive this. Receive these words from Jesus. In Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 31, here's what Jesus has to say. He says, so do not worry. Do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. (sighs) Again in Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. Listen to the words of Jesus. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Listen to these words from John. You know, at the Last Supper, um, Jesus was with his disciples, and he told them many things, and 
He explained to them what was to happen. And he told them that he would give them peace. He told them that he would give them a, a kind of peace that, that the world is incapable of giving them. John 14, beginning with verse 27, Jesus says, Peace, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, there's this kind of peace that we can receive from the world. When everything's going just right, when all the bills are paid and nobody's sick and all everybody's relationships, everybody's getting along with everybody, it's like, ah, we can be at peace. That's the kind of peace the world gives. <laughs> but the kind of peace that Jesus gives is the kind of peace that can exist in the midst of chaos. When things aren't right, when people aren't healthy, when relationships are fractured, that's the kind of peace that Jesus promises to us. That's the kind of peace we need. Peace he gives to us. He tells us, do not be afraid, do not be troubled. My peace I give to you. I mentioned earlier that I'm not advocating that we should be lazy people, not at all. We should be productive as followers of Jesus Christ. We have work to do. We have a mission to fulfill. It's a very big mission. We have big work to accomplish, so I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. If I were to tell you that laziness leads to a lack of productivity, I'm sure you'd all agree with that. But the thing is, sometimes busyness can lead to a lack of productivity. Now, those two things aren't synonymous, being busy and being productive. You can be very busy doing a lot of different things without that focus in your life. What am I? Man, I'm exhausted. I did so much today. What did I accomplish? Did you ever feel like that? I had a big to-do list. I got it all done. What did I accomplish? What did I accomplish? And so I do have a few resolutions for this new year, but, but I've got kind of a theme for the year. <laughs> I want to be less busy and more productive. And I believe that if we start you know, the year with this time of peace, this time of breathing, and this time of just letting go and letting God, if we start our year that way, if you could start each day that way, centered in the Lord, trusting in what He can do, we'll be much more productive. We'll have more focus in our lives and the things that we need to address, the things that we need to do, and the other things that we can let go of. Let's be less busy and more focused, more productive this year. One of the things that we're taught in the Scripture is that we, the church, we, those of us who are followers of Jesus, we're supposed to be different than the world. We're supposed to be a holy nation, which means a set-apart people. We're supposed to be different, have a different sense of priorities, have different ways that we spend our time, different ways that we spend our money. We're supposed to be different. And I think one of the ways that we as a church can be different is we can be a people at peace. <laughs> we can be filled with that peace. You know, there's all this frantic energy that exists in the world. And I got to get up and I got to do this and I got to do that. And we got to do this and we got to go, 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 go. And we can be different than the world. We could be at peace, trusting in God, resting in Him. I think that could be very appealing. <laughs> Don't you know people like that? Maybe sometimes you are like that, just filled with that frantic energy. Maybe over the Christmas season you experience that. Oh, I got to get this done and it's late and I got to wrap these presents. Whoa, 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 whoa. Cease striving and know that God is God. I think that could be very, very appealing to people who are outside of the church community when they, they're going about their lives and they're so busy and they're so frantic and they're just trying and trying and trying and spinning their wheels, spinning their wheels, and they look in at us and what do they see? Peace. 
I think that could be the kind of thing that draws people to us as Christians, as a church. And so let's have the year of peace here. <laughs> let's, let's, you know, push back against this idea of like needing to be frantic, needing to be busy, needing to have that frantic. No, 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 no. We don't need to have that frantic energy. You look at the life of Jesus and all that he needed to accomplish. And you know what it says about Jesus? It says this in the Gospel of Luke, that he often withdrew from crowds to lonely places, that he often gave himself these little time outs, this room to breathe where he could just be with his Father in prayer. Let's follow that example. Let's breathe this year. And so before we hit the ground running, <laughs> let's take this time to center ourselves in the Lord. Let's pray together. Father God, we are glad that you are God and that we are not. Lord, we know that you can do things that we can't, and we trust that as your people, you have our, our best interest in mind and you want what's best for us. And so, Father God, we're just going to let you do the heavy lifting this year. We're going to resist the, the temptation of, of giving into that busyness or giving into that frantic energy. We're just going to let you Take care of all the details, Father God. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would bless us with this peace you talked about. You told your disciples you had this peace for them, a special kind of peace, and that's the kind of peace that we want right now, Lord. So, Father God, please bless us with this in this day and in this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Josh. I didn't fall asleep. I hope no one else did out there. Um, we're going to play for this last song.